Welcome to O Joy, O Rapture, a celebration of the Ohio Light Opera, the resident professional company of the College of Worcester. We are broadcasting to you live from the studio of Woo 91, WCWS, 90.9 FM on your radio dial in Worcester, and streaming online through the College of Worcester website and the iHeartRadio network. I'm your host, Colleen Thomas, and I invite you to join me for the next hour as we enjoy some historic recordings from the Ohio Light Opera archives and look ahead to the offerings of the 34th festival season currently underway. But first, in Savoy Theatre tradition, you are invited to join in the singing of God Save the Queen in honor of Queen Victoria. Thank you. 
and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of O Joy, O Rapture here on Woo 91. That was Jalen Thompson conducting the 2003 Ohio Light Opera Orchestra in the overture to The Brigands, which was, of course, a Jacques Offenbach piece. It was actually written in 1869, a comedic French masterpiece written by Jacques Offenbach. We're going to be spending a little time today uh, reviewing the 2003 season of the Ohio Light Opera. Most of the music you'll hear in the next hour was uh, produced that year, though uh, very few of the recordings were actually from that year. However, the one you just heard was indeed recorded in 2003. Also today, we'll be sharing out conversations I had recently with Boyd Mackis and Nicholas Wehrman about next week's opening of Utopia Limited. So stay with us. We'll have a very good hour for you today. We're going to stay with Offenbach for a little while as we move forward. We're going to hear selections from La Belle Helene, The Brigands, and Orpheus in the Underworld. And starting off that set is Spiro Matzos in a 1992 recording. Uh, Spiro Matzos is innkeeper Pippo in The Brigands. Enjoy. King Pluto's valet, but when I was alive, I was a king. I remember 
and you're listening to WCWS 90.9, a public service station of the College of Worcester. That was Terry Hansen and Paul Groves in a 1990 recording from The Land of Smiles by the Ohio Light Opera. And before that, the two remaining Offenbach selections you've heard were James Stewart as Eurydice, James Stewart, the founder of the Ohio Light Opera back in 1979. Um, and before that, Siobhan Colker as Orestes in La Belle Helene. That was a 1994 Ohio Light Opera production. So the 2003 season of the Ohio Light Opera had many wonderful shows. If you attended any of them, you might have seen any of these. Rosemary by Rudolf Frimmel, Countess Maritza by Emmerich Kalaman, Franz Lehar's The Land of Smiles, Lerner and Lowe's My Fair Lady, or Jacques Offenbach's The Brigands. Or you might have seen one of the two Gilbert and Sullivans produced that summer, The Grand Duke or The Pirates of Penzance. Two more songs to share with you now um, from that list. Um, again, not recorded during 2003, but but performed on the stage during that year nonetheless. The first one is Heidi Sari and John Mariello in When I Start Dreaming from Countess Maritza, one of my personal favorite recordings. I'm so glad to be able to bring that to you. Followed by another selection from The Land of Smiles, this one with Danielle Strauss. And following that, I will be sharing out with you an interview I recorded last week with Boyd Mackis, who is a company member and has been off and on, but mainly on, since 1983. So stay tuned. Thanks. How could anyone fail to appreciate such an angel, such sweetness, such beauty? In fact, if I weren't so mad on Maritza... If you weren't? I'd want to spend all night dreaming of you. <laughs> when I go to bed at night and start to Thank you. 
things we'll do when we start scheming. Let's keep it all tomorrow. And just in case you think I'm rushing, sweetheart, don't start blushing. Somehow dreams like ours never quite come true. Your Highness, and who knows how Guardia Peacock may fly into your garden. May all the seven stars of heaven shine upon you, and may you grow as round-bodied as the sacred pig of Pi-Ho. Round-bodied? I hope not, or I shall never find a man at all. Not that there's much hope anyhow.
My guest today is Boyd Mackis. He has been a member of the Ohio Light Opera Company, performing company, for 27 years. So I'd like to welcome you today. Thanks, Thanks. for being with us. It's great to be with you, uh, <laughs> Colleen. So how did you first get involved with the Ohio Light Opera? Well, I was teaching at Kent State University with James Stewart, the founder of the company. And um, I think I started there like, well, I started with the company in 1983, but I was already working with him at Kent three or four years at least, doing other things in the company. And my wife and I would come and visit and see the productions. And so, um, and I talked to him a lot about it, but I'd never performed with the company. I was doing other things with an opera company up in Cleveland. And then one night in the winter, we were, <laughs> we were sitting in front of the fire at his house uh, after having dinner. And I had been thinking about uh, joining the company. He had actually been thinking about asking me to join the company. He had a specific role in mind that he felt I was suitable for, which was Donnie Lowe and the Merry Widow. And uh, it just sort of, we kind of sat and looked at each other and we started talking about the company. And he said, well, why don't you come sing with us this summer? And I said, well, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, you know, I've been wanting to do something a little different. So that was like the winter of 82, I guess. And then I joined the company in the um, the summer of 83. And coincidentally, the director of uh, Utopia, which we're about to open in a week's time or so, um, Nick Wehrman, who is, I have to say, younger than I am by some years, uh, was also, that was his first year. And as it turns out, we were both in that production of Utopia. So anyway, that's the way I got started, and I've been with the company, as you say, 27 years. I missed, I've missed three during that <laughs> that time. So next time, well, this is like 30 years, you know. So I know. Have you had favorite roles over the years? Um, you know, I don't think about that so much. Although I've I've done. Uh, numerous times, Dr. Angle and Student Prince, which I really, really enjoy. And the last time we did Utopia, that summer was the first time we did a Broadway musical. We did Camelot, and I did uh, King Arthur in that. And that was, I mean, I love the language. I love the language of that piece probably more than anything. And uh, I just loved saying those words. So I don't know, those kind of stand out. I mean, there are lots of others. I mean, I've done, I don't know, maybe you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, 50 roles or 60, I don't know. Uh, is it 75? Okay, well, you're ahead of me on that. And then the funny thing is that there's this announcement about, before every show, about having done 2,000 performances so far the Ohio Light Opera and I think I've been in about 60% of those so that's a lot of afternoons and nights at the opera house um, so I don't know those those pieces stand out but you know it's just like you just move on to the next thing and I'm not horribly nostalgic about about it you know you just do what you're doing and try to you know try to do it the best you can do it 
and the, the role of Mr. Goldberry in Utopia, which is opening next week, you, you performed in 2000. Right, I performed that in 2000. Uh, this is my fourth Utopia here. And as I said, Nick Werman was with me. I think Ted Christopher is the only other, maybe the only other person who was with us in 2000. So, uh, and he's the king, uh, Paramount. So, but then the two, I, d- I did it twice before that. And in that uh, instance, the first year here, I did Scafio. And then I think I did Scafio again. You'll have to check. You probably know better than I do. But it's a terrific cast in this production that we're about to mount. We're, we'll finish staging it today and open it, um, I think, the 18th matinee. But it's from end to end. It's a really terrific cast and it's one of the more difficult gns shows to cast because there are so many characters more so than than mo- most of the standard uh most of the other pieces and it's done a little infrequently i think because of that because you know you have to find a you have to have a bunch of people to to mount it and then plus a chorus mm-hmm. it's all really interesting music and interesting and funny dialogue as as Gilbert's uh, dialogues tend to be and I think it was, uh, George Bernard Shaw did a review of Utopia when it when it was first mounted in in London and uh, he thought it was like one of his favorites so I think you know if George Bernard Shaw likes it <laughs> that should be an indication that it's worth going to yeah well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you're listening to WCWS 90.9 FM, a public service station of the College of Worcester. That was an interview I recorded last week with Boyd Mackis, a 27-year veteran with the Ohio Light Opera. He's here this season performing as Mr. Goldberry in Utopia Limited, which opens next week, July 18th, Wednesday matinee. And now here's Boyd singing the role of Mr. Goldberry from the 19, oh, excuse me, from the 2000 season um, of the production of Utopia. A wonderful joy our eyes to bless in her magnificent comeliness is an English girl of a lambstone too and five foot ten in her dancing shoes. She follows the hounds and on she pounds. The field tails off and the muffs diminish. Over the hedges and brook she pounds. Straight as a crow from fight to finish. At cricket her kin will lose or win. She and her maids on grass and clover. Eleven laid out, eleven laid in. And perhaps an occasional maiden over Her limbs, she gone. 
loves, she punts, she rolls, she swims, she plays, she sings, she dances too. From ten or eleven till all is blue. At wall or up till all of us come, chaperons fan conceals her yawning. She'll waltz away like a teetotum and never go home till daylight's dawning. Lontanus may share her favor rare, her eyes are dancing, her cheeks are glowing. Down comes her hair, but what does she care? It's of her own and it's worth the showing. Contentment brings in every pure enjoyment wealthy. Blithe as a beautiful bird, she sings for body and mind, unhale and healthy. Her eyes they thrill with right goodwill. Her heart is light as a floating feather, as pure and as bright as the mountain rill that leaps and laughs in the highland heather. Ah, go search the world and search the sea. And there was baritone Boyd Mackis with the Ohio Light Opera, singing his role of Mr. Goldbury in the 2000 season of the Ohio Light Opera, a role he will be reprising beginning next Wednesday on the Freelander Theater stage. So as we are continuing to move through the 2012 season of the Ohio Light Opera, five shows have opened now, and there's only two remaining to open. Utopia Limited, as we've been speaking about, music by Arthur Sullivan, libretto by William Gilbert, directed by Nicholas Weirman, opens on July 18th. And the last show to open is Miss Springtime, opening on July 25th. That has music by Emmerich Holloman with an English libretto by Stephen Daigle, who's the artistic director of the Ohio Light Opera, and will be directing that production as well. So you can visit ohiolightopera.org to learn more about all of those productions and hear historic recording samples. There are also two other Ohio Light Opera events I'd like to make sure you know about. On July 20th, there will be a party on the patio of the Worcester Inn. You can join the singers for dinner and entertainment before the evening performance of the Chocolate Soldier. And on July 28th, there will be an ice cream social where you can purchase tickets to the Ohio Light Opera raffle. Uh, and tickets are actually um, always available in the lobby of the uh, Freelander Theater. 
A community announcement uh, from Worcester. The WAC Pack is doing a youth play called Mythery and Mayhem. It opened last night and it has a matinee today at 2 p.m. Um, pretty soon after this show concludes at 1 p.m. It's being held at the Wayne Center for the Arts, 237 South Walnut Street in Worcester. Admission is $5 and no admission for children five and younger. And for information, you can call 466-6360 or visit WACPAC.org. And now, uh, going back to Utopia for a few minutes, I'd like to share with you a bit of an interview I recorded earlier last month, so this was a while ago, with director Nick Wehrman, in which he discusses his concept for Utopia. And I also asked him a few questions about um, his own career as an actor as it's been developing over the years. So here now is Nick Wehrman. This summer, you're directing Utopia. Utopia Limited. Utopia yeah. Limited. Have you started rehearsals for that at this point, or no rehearsal? Well, we had a, a couple of uh, we had a sing through, uh, actually a coaching session. Steve Daigle has has instituted a wonderful thing. The first week of rehearsals are considered coaching. I think I heard some of that rehearsing going on. Yep, just across yeah. the hall. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and then as director, I also had a dialogue rehearsal for the principals. Uh, to talk about their character and relationships and the style and what I'm going for in this production. For Utopia, I started working on design aspects in the winter, this past winter. Mm-hmm. I did some research. And I, I did Utopia twice here. I played Lord Dromoly my first summer, and then some years later I played Tarara, the public exploder. So I have some experience, but it's been a while since... My last Utopia. How many people do Utopia multiple times in their lives? <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> um, so my initial thought was to make it look like a Victorian postcard of a tropical island. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, well, I spent some time in Florida, and I was just on a trip with my brother to Key West, so I, there are some Key West elements, mm-hmm. and I won't give away what those are. <laughs> but... I think in January or February, I I got together in New York City with Jessica Moretti, who is my scenic designer. And this is her first summer here, and she's wonderful. She's a great addition to the company. And we met in New York City and and looked at research ideas, images, and she had some initial sketches based on um, some of the ideas I gave her. And so we've been throwing ideas around since then, and now the designs are, are pretty much set and they'll begin creating that <laughs> after they're done with the first five shows. Uh, likewise, I've been meeting with uh, e- either on the phone or in person with Amber Cook, who's the our wonderful costume designer for this production, uh, to create a unique look for. I, I think when they went to the Utopia box in storage, it had been so long mm. since the production had done. They said, mm-hmm. okay, new dresses, mm-hmm. new gowns, new, <laughs> new, 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 new this. So uh, we have a totally new look for Utopia this year, and I'm very excited about, about that. It's very creative, uh, a lot of visual humor, which I'm big on. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So the production meetings that you're mentioning, how, how long ago do you think they started? Like, how, how early did that process start? Uh, it starts in the winter, I think January. Yeah, I'd have to get my calendar out, but yeah. I think Jessica and I met either January or early February, maybe middle right. of February. I don't know. It's all right. a blur at this point, but definitely in the winter. 
Yeah. And, th and that's pretty consistent from the way it's been the other years you've directed here? The first time I directed here with Countess Maritza, there was a director-designer conference that they would have, and so we would all convene upon Worcester. Mm. I flew out mm. and had a rental car and came out, and we all met. Uh, now, with, with the advances in technology, mm -hmm. <laughs> we are able to do everything basically by email and, and phone. Yeah. Uh, Jessica happened to be working at a theater in New Jersey, so she took a train in and we were able to meet. Mm -hmm. um, I never met with, with Amber Cook until, you know, until we got here to Worcester. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so things have definitely changed with, with technology. With technology? Yeah. Yeah. Laura McGraniel was telling me earlier this season that they had the orchestra auditions completely online this wow. year for the first time. Yeah. So that's a, another really big change. That's very big, yeah. yeah. It saves money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I love that. that mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was thinking this morning back to my first, back to the 80s at OL, OLO, <laughs> where, of course, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have computers and email and all of that, mm -hmm. so we had uh, telephones in our rooms. Imagine that. <laughs> telephones connected to wires in the wall, and if somebody needed you, they'd call you on the phone. <laughs> you know, we were all called to every rehearsal. And we were all in every production. Yes. And there were eight productions a summer back then, and everybody mm -hmm. was in every production. As, as a chorus or a principal. Yes, Correct. chorus or principal, yes. and you were called to every rehearsal. Mm -hmm. you, you only had, like, one day off a summer, that kind of thing. <laughs> Close. <laughs> I, I still remember we had four days off that first summer. Wow. Yeah, and, of course, you know, it's a day off. Let's go, you know... Ride, drive down to Kings Island in Cincinnati. You know this four-hour. No, it's four hours, but it seems like it. Seems, seems like it. it's like. What are we doing? So you you drive in the middle of the night so you can get up early in the morning and go ride roller coasters all day, and then come back and do eight performances. And like, oh my God! How did we do it? <laughs> so uh, you are based primarily in New York. Yes. These days, and you've yep. been doing some film work lately. Yeah, I've uh, I've leapt into the world of uh, TV and film this year. Um, I've always been fascinated with it, and it's always been uh, something I thought I wanted to do. So I put myself out there and, and had a, f a few roles in some uh, cable shows, Discovery ID Channel, Biography Channel, Celebrity Ghost Stories. Uh, there's a new show on Discovery ID called Red Drum, Red, red drum. <laughs> yes. And that's coming out this summer, and I play the title character in one of the episodes. Uh, yeah, I get murdered. Oh. Not to give it away, but yeah, it's, okay. but it, it's a murder show, and okay. I'm, I'm, I play that, that role, so. Okay, wow. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's get wonderful. murdered, yes. yes. <laughs> and so now I have my, my Screen Actors Guild after a card, nice. which I just got um, before the summer started, so hopefully this coming year will lead to more some union work mm -hmm. in TV and film would mm -hmm. be wonderful. And it's always good to mix for me anyway. I like to I've always liked to mix uh, doing all sorts of things. I mean, I haven't just done operetta in my life. I've done Shakespeare and comedies and uh, dramas and you know. Mm -hmm. it, my interest is is very varied. And that was Nicholas Wehrman, company member of the Ohio Light Opera, um, speaking with me back in June about uh, preparations for Utopia Limited. 
Now I'd like to share with you a song with both Boyd Mackis and Nicholas Wehrman performing in it. This is from 1985 season of the Ohio Lit Opera from La Vie Prisienne. Enjoy. They are so angry, those marquees, to see us fleeing their salons. Instead, we like the little Jesus, like the Eclo, Clo, and Mano. The ingrates count the noble ladies, they missing all the finer arts. It lets the cultivated maidens a richer than those hot house cards. So for today, I'm on my way back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Prey. So for today, I'm on my way back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Prey. On my way, on your way, back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Prey. On your way, on my way, back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de I feel so awfully sordid while loitering on the boulevard. I'm sorry, dear, I can't afford it. I lost my last two playing cards. And when you feel you've lost your shirt, even naked, poor, and not so nice, I think I shall return to virtue. It's so much cheaper far than vice. So for today, I'm on my way back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Prey. So for today, I'm on my way back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Prey. On my way, on your way, back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Prey. On your way, on my way, back to the mansions of the Saint Germain de Yes. 
you'll easily discover that though you've lived 21 years yet, if we go by birthdays, you're only five and a little bit old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> me, let's see. Yes, yes, with yours, my fingers do agree. <laughs> Said she gave me mocks. Though counting in the usual way is twenty-one, I've been alive. Yet reckoning by my natal day. Yet reckoning by my natal day. One, two, three, four, five. to WCWS 90.9, a public service station of the College of Worcester. That was a very quick snippet featuring Nancy Marie Bollock. That was from the Grand Duke. Very sad, quick snippet there for you. So you can get a sense of that show, as well as Pirates, which I uh, played you a song from before that with Eileen Samoth, Nick Wehrman, and Frederick Reeder. That was an 84 production. So um, Grand Duke and Pirates were the two GNS productions performed during the 2003 season. So we have come to the end of our hour together today, and um, let's see, I would like to let you know that next week is the final show in this radio series, and we will be having a two-hour special, so I invite you to join us from 12 to 2 next Saturday afternoon. We will be previewing Miss Springtime, which is the final show to open of the Ohio Light Opera 34th Festival season, and have conversations with Carol Hageman, the Ohio Light Opera uh, choreographer, and Jalen Thompson, the Ohio Light Opera music director. So please feel free to join us next week from 12 to 2.
As you know, you can always hear podcasts of this radio series at ojoyorapture.wordpress.com. And you can always find out more about the Ohio Light Opera itself at ohiolightopera.org. So I'll leave you today with two more selections from the Brigands, which is, of course, where we started with Jacques Offenbach. The first one is an early recording, a 1983 recording, featuring Diana Amos as Fiorella. And the second recording is a brief entreact from, uh, recorded during the 2003 season. It's the Act 2 entreact, while set changing is going on behind the scenes. And that's conducted by Jalen Thompson. So have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back here next Saturday at noon. Thank you.